Hey, what's up, my friends? Welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. This is Dr. Devin Tan, and I talk about mental models, frameworks to help you simplify parenting in a complicated world. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I mean that because uh, it's horrible feeling sick. I've been trying to recover from this weird virus. Oh, I shouldn't say weird because, uh, you know, there's something going around. Well, there's always something going around every winter. But uh, this one is feels really bad. Um, COVID negative. Uh, but, you know, it's been about three weeks now. I have some friends who've been unwell for a lot longer. Um, I think it's the flu. You know, and I wonder if maybe it's because yeah, I, I literally feel like I'm dying. You know, <laughs> I'm not dying, but I feel like I'm dying. <clears throat> I wonder what David Goggins would tell me. Harden up, Devin. But um, I, I can't help but wonder if maybe, you know, all this avoidance of germs and contamination and, um, you know, being in isolation and all that sort of stuff that, all those things that we had to do, um, you know, po- uh, during and post-COVID. Um, I wonder if it's weakened us a little bit. I can't prove that, but, you know, I, I wonder about that. Can't prove it, but, you know, it feels re- <laughs> it feels real. <laughs> um, but that could be a, a thinking error of mine. And today, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about... Uh, common cognitive biases because it's relevant to parenting and why is it relevant to parenting well i would say the first thing is that we we pass on our thinking errors onto our children children are like sponges right as people say and you know and this has been proven out in uh, academic Um, circles that we pass on our cognitive errors to our kids and um, these and there are certain cognitive errors that have the potential to increase the likelihood of people making bad decisions it can perpetuate anxiety it can it lays the groundwork for fearfulness and depression and, and misery. So I wanted to talk about how how we how we approach this issue. The first thing is that we have to learn how to recognize uh, thinking errors, and. Um, Luckily, we have very clever psychologists and neuropsychologists, academic psychologists and psychiatrists who have done the groundwork for us. And they've been able to categorize and uh, frame up certain thinking errors that um, are really common. And the first thing that we need to do in order to tackle these is to recognize them. So I wanted to share some of the more common ones which I think is going to be most relevant 
for our purposes. So the first one, I'm sure none of you are going to be a stranger to this, and you can probably pick this out quite easily when you survey your own thinking life, your thought life, and that is jumping to conclusions. We jump to conclusions all the time, especially when we are stressed. You know, like, one example I, I can think of off the top of my head is, you know, you're, you're trying to do some work at home because that's where a lot of us are doing our work these days. Uh, working from home. And then in the kitchen, you hear a commotion, right? And there's fighting between the kids or the cat, or the cats or the cats and the kids. And then we we can't concentrate, so we storm into the kitchen. And we immediately start pointing the finger. We say, you know, we start blaming the kids or the cats or the dogs or, or whatever um, on the commotion. It's like, what are you, you know, what, what, what you did, what are you guys doing? Uh, what's going on here? We jump to the conclusion that the kids have to, you know, have to blame for causing the commotion we jump to conclusions where it might not actually be the case right but we do this all the time i do this all the time so what's the answer well the answer is to slow down think am i jumping to conclusions we all know how jumping conclusions can result in misery for us with embarrassment because we've got things wrong. But it also, you also run the risk of rupturing relationships, right? Which then makes it much more difficult for you to exert your influence in your children's lives. The next common thinking error that I come across, and this is maybe... Uh, something that <laughs> um, affects us on the playground. You know, when we hear that our child, God forbid, has perpetrated some form of teasing or bullying against someone else, or they've done wrong, and then someone tells us that our kid has been involved in some sort of incident um, where they've perpetrated something against someone else, right? So one common thinking error in this situation uh, is the halo effect. The opposite of that is what I call the de the demon child effect. <laughs> but the halo effect is, uh, in 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 simple terms, the tendency to think that our children can do no wrong. <laughs> Uh, just because they are our kids, only we can tell them that they're doing wrong. We jump to conclusions about them, <laughs> right? They, our children can do no wrong. Eh? If someone tells us that they're wrong, the person that tells us that they're wrong is probably wrong. But actually, we might be committing uh, a thinking error here, the halo effect. No one is flawless, okay? No one is perfect. We all make mistakes. Sometimes the halo effect gets in the way of uh, problems actually being solved. 
because our heads are so caught up, uh, are so far pushed up our own butts that <laughs> that we we don't think that there's anything wrong with our children, because our parenting is uh, is amazing and awesome and exemplary, that they simply can't be anything wrong with our kids. Surely they can't have been saying mean things to other kids. Surely they can't have uh, teased so-and-so, right? The halo effect, how do you know? You need more information. It's related to this jumping to conclusions thing. You know, you've jumped to the conclusion that your kid can't be wrong because you've assumed that they can't be wrong because they're your kid. It's a halo effect. The opposite of that is the demon child effect. G sorry, the demon child effect, where you're so stressed out about your kids, they're constantly causing issues for you. So you jump to the conclusion that everything that they do is going to be wrong. Um, and some people, sadly, okay, this might be controversial, but some, some, some parents actually don't like their kids. It's a sad fact. Luckily, I haven't come across many parents who don't like their kids, but I have come across parents that don't like their kids. Um, and it's the opposite of the halo effect. You know, everything that the kid does is probably wrong. It's a thinking error. And clearly, that ruptures relationships, which then makes it far more likely that you're not going to be able to exert any positive influence on your kid. Because they assume that mum and dad don't trust us, mum and dad don't like us, so why should we reciprocate? Another really common fallacy, cognitive error, which you might know about, is called the confirmation bias. And if you combine that with the halo effect or the demon child effect, jumping to, con jumping to conclusions, you know, it's a recipe for creating atomic bomb level uh, relationship ruptures. Everything that your child does confirms that they are an angel. Everything that your child does confirms that they are a demon child. Confirmation bias means you filter out any information that negates your foregone conclusion that they are an angel or a demon child. Confirmation bias. We look for things that... Um, uh, that prove we are right while we ignore the facts that tell us otherwise. Now, let me just say, okay, that I'm try <laughs> trying not to tell your grandmother to suck eggs. I'm not telling you to suck eggs either. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, um, okay, let me say this. I am guilty of all of these errors, all right? I'm human. These are human errors, all right? Sometimes we commit these errors frequently if we're not aware or if we're tired 
We're hungry. And we're angry. Emotionally upset. Overwhelmed. We fall back on um, what psychologists call systems one thinking. You know, we, uh, we immediately um, move to emotional reasoning. You know, it's like limbic, limbic level lizard brain thinking. You know, in the heat of the moment, emotions are running high. We're in survival mode, fight or flight. Our thinking brain checks out, okay? It's gone out for coffee, it's gone fishing. Can't handle the stress, so it goes away. Lizard brain takes over. And then we start assuming things, we start jumping to conclusions, because it's the path of least resistance. It doesn't require any thinking. So the fix is, when you find yourself Jumping to conclusions, you know, believing that you're right. Just step back and kind of think, you know, am I actually right about this? Do I have all the information? Do I have all the facts to form a reasonable uh, conclusion um, or idea about what's going on here? So how do we inoculate and protect our kids against thinking errors? Well, for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, you can't, all right, because human beings being human beings, we naturally, we naturally use systems one thinking at times, it's just what we do, uh, but we can increase the likelihood that we're going to be able to make better decisions if we know that thinking errors exist, and that we know we can step back and um, consider whether we have all the information available to us before we make conclusions, before we make decisions. Especially if we're feeling emotionally overwhelmed. You know how they say, don't make big decisions when you're hungry, angry, or tired? Same thing here. But it does take a lot of effort, and of course, most of us, uh, when we're stressed... It's very easy to fall back on old patterns and habits. And so some of this takes, well, actually all of this takes concerted effort and practice. And I encourage you to actually talk out your thinking process in front of your children. Um, don't be afraid to admit that you're wrong as well with your kids. But when you do that, take it a step further and try and explain why you think you're wrong. It does take some humility and some vulnerability on your part, yes. But what you're doing is you're protecting and inoculating your kids um, against thinking errors that they might commit when they get older. And you might protect them against um, things like anxiety, fearfulness, depression, misery. I encourage you to do this. And then when you reframe a situation, okay, you can talk about how you reframe that with your children so that they learn how to do it as well. And the nice thing is that this actually improves your relationship with your children because they know, they know that you're willing to accept when you're wrong. 
it sounds so trite to say it like that, and it sounds like such an obvious thing. But in the heat of the moment, we forget this. We just do what's easy, we just do systems, one thinking, we let the lizard brain do its thing. Because it takes effort. But if you can have conversations like this with your kid, you know, talking about thinking errors, the mistakes that you've made in thinking, and how you might reframe that and improve your decision making for next time, um... I think it improves your relationship, strengthens it. And at the same time, the side effect is that it makes them uh, more skilled at being able to, one, recognize thinking errors, because they know it exists, and two, learning how to reframe situations in a healthy way. All right, I think I have to stop now, my friends. I am getting a massive headache uh, I blame this weird virus thing. I'm sure it's the flu. My friends, I hope you stay well. Wash your hands, okay? Just wash your hands. Um, if you've got kids, wash your hands. Your your friends at work don't want to to catch this. Um, it's awful. Um, all right, I hope you stay well, my friends. Um, I'll talk to you next time. Hopefully next time I'll be feeling a lot better.